Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. As you come into the New Testament, the, the, it's very clear on the subject. For instance, Acts 10, 38 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now you see, this text calls sickness satanic oppression. It said every single person, all that Jesus healed, every one of them, every and all are interchangeable, that he healed, they all were oppressed of the devil. Every one of them was. Isn't that right? You see, Jesus is the deliverer, and Jesus said, He that's seen me has seen the Father, and his works I do, and his will I do. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we can put it this way. God is the deliverer, but Satan is the oppressor, the Bible said. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It by Kenneth E. Hagan. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. We need to realize this, friends, that, the, that Jesus Christ is the will of God in action. He said, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me, didn't he? Then everything he's doing is the will of God. Amen. Isn't that right? And what did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? So then, number one, it's God's will to heal you. Know that because it's in his plan of redemption. Number two, here's the second most important thing that you ought to know about healing, and that is this. That healing belongs to you and to the child of God because, you see, sickness comes from Satan. Satan is the author of sickness and not God. People say, well, maybe the Lord sent this on me. Now, I could understand that they would get that kind of impression maybe if they read the Old Testament from the King James translation because it literally, from the King James translation, God said, I'll put this on you and so on. But, you know, the Bible is a whole lot like uh, uh, mining for gold, you know, during the gold rush when our nation was going west and so on. And the gold rush of 1849, you know, you, you could go out there and pan a little gold out, you know, out of the waters and maybe find a few nuggets lying around on top of the ground somewhere. But if you really want to strike it rich, you've got to dig. And as you dig, you, you, you know, they, and they did dig and hit a main vein. Praise God, those are the fellows who really got rich. Well, you see, the Bible's that way. You can skim along on the surface and maybe pick up a little nugget here and a little nugget there and pan out a little gold dust. But if you really want to strike it rich, you dig down into God's Word. Praise God. Now, uh, uh, Dr. Robert Young, who is the author of Young's uh, Hebrew and Greek Analytical Concordance, and Dr. Young's a very outstanding Hebrew scholar. His works are accepted in any institute of learning. And in his book on hints to Bible interpretation, Dr. Robert Young points out that in the Old Testament, these verbs in the Hebrew were in the permissive sense, but that we didn't have any permissive sense in the English, and so they translated them in the causative sense. 
And he uses these very verses that I'm talking about. For instance, he said where it said, God said, I'll put none of those diseases on it. The Hebrew reads, I'll permit none of these things to come upon it. See, he didn't put it on them after all because he don't have any sickness. The Bible said there's not any sickness in heaven. I mean, if there wasn't any money in this state, well, you couldn't give money from this state to another state. You don't have any, could you? Be impossible for you to do so. Isn't that right? There is no sickness in heaven. So God couldn't send sickness on folks because he don't have any. The Bible, if you go on reading, tells you exactly that it was because of those their sins that he would permit those things to come upon them and that it was Satan that would bring it upon them. Now, when you come to the New Testament and realize this, that the Bible is progressive revelation and you never get the full revelation of truth in the Old Testament. But as you come into the New Testament, then we, become in, we come into the full revelation of the truth of God's eternal word. Are you listening to me now? Now then, as you come into the New Testament, the, the, it's very clear on the subject. For instance, Acts 10, 38 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now you see, this text calls sickness satanic oppression. It said every single person, all that Jesus healed, every one of them, every and all are interchangeable, that he healed, they all were oppressed of the devil. Every one of them was. Isn't that right? You see, Jesus is the deliverer. And Jesus said, he that's seen me has seen the Father. And his works I do and his will I do. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we can put it this way. God is the deliverer, but Satan is the oppressor, the Bible said. Now here's something else Jesus said. In Luke, the 13th chapter... And the 16th verse, the woman, you know, that was healed in the Sabbath on the synagogue, and he said, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? Now, you see, he calls sickness a bond. This woman's body was bound together. She was uh, uh, bound with that thing. And he called it a bond, and he said Satan had done it. And that she'd had it for 18 years, isn't that right? But he said she ought to be loose. Praise God forevermore. Now then, John's Gospel, the 10th chapter, the 10th verse, Jesus said, The thief is come, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now what Jesus is doing is contrasting his works with the works of the devil. And he said, the thief has come but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That which steals, that which kills, that which destroys is a thief. Sickness is a thief. Sickness is an enemy. It's not a friend. It's not of God. Disease is an enemy. Amen. Isn't that right? You see them when they make drives to raise money. Used to, you know, when they was making drives to raise money and people were giving to, the, to fight polio, help us fight this enemy. Now you see signs, I've seen some right here in this area while I've been here. Help us fight cancer. 
Another sign said, help us fight this enemy. Those things are enemy to man. You see, if they were from God, they'd be a friend to man. Are you listening to me? But they're an enemy. They're an enemy of man and an enemy of God. And they are of the enemy, the devil. We need to get this clear in our mind. You see, medical profession knows and realizes that sickness and disease is an enemy. The church ought to wake up and start knowing that and realizing that. Are you listening to me? That disease is an enemy. It's not a friend. That it's a thief. It steals money we need for other things. It steals happiness. It steals health. God's not an enemy and he's not a thief. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Are you listening to me? But you see, then the devil... You see, you know, you know he's, he lies to people, makes them think God put that on them, makes them think maybe that's the will of God for you to stay that way, you see. He's trying to teach you something. Poor old God, so dumb that he couldn't get over to you and you couldn't understand, and so he has to use the devil to try to teach you. That's bonk. I just soon hear a donkey bread at midnight in a tin barn. <laughs> As to hear people talk that way. Because, you see, that almost cost me my life. When I was on the bed of sickness 41 years ago, 15, then a 16-year-old Baptist boy, you see, they tried to poke all of that bunk down me, that God had sent this some great unknown purpose. That he sent this on you, you know, to deepen your piety. If it ever deepened my piety, I couldn't tell it. And that he, you know, maybe he's trying to teach you some great lesson. This may be the will of God for you, you see. And I'll tell you what it did. It just almost turned me against God. I almost got bitter. Dear God, I said. Well, they said, no, he didn't just exactly commission it, but he permitted it and he's got some purpose in it. And I got bitter. Yes, sir. And, and, and I, I sat there on that bed, dear God, did you cause me or even permit it? A little baby, born, deformed, never ran, never played, never jumped, never happy like other little children. Well, if I die now, I'm going to die having never really lived. Did you rob me, a little bitty baby that is helpless of my health and my life? Did you rob us children of a daddy? And my dear mother left with four children and so much trouble and not knowing how to roll her burden off on the Lord till she had a complete nervous and mental and physical breakdown. And the nerve of her eye, the doctor said, had received such a shock it wasn't strong enough for the light and so it left her blind. And I could see that blind mother groping around my bed. I could see the wrinkles in her face. I knew all the trouble she had been to. Did you rob us little children of a daddy? Did you rob us of a mother? Oh no, I'll tell you a thousand times, no, that was the devil. And I'm glad I found out, bless God, that Jesus is the deliverer, that it's Satan that's the oppressor. Are you listening to me? And then I loved him all the more because he is the deliverer. Praise his holy name. The thief is come but for to kill, to steal, to destroy. But I am come. What would you come for, Jesus, that you might have life? Hallelujah. 
and that you might have it more abundantly. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 is another good text. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested. Why? For what purpose? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Oh yes, he came to take our sins, but that's not the whole story. He was manifested that he might destroy whose works? The works of the devil. And what did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Can you say amen? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Healing Package, which includes the three-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It, plus the paperback book by Ken Hagan, The Healers in Your House. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. As we start the year off, I would like to encourage you that have been partnered with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you, starting with January, that you partner with us this year to help us. Want to watch Rama events anytime, anywhere? Then download the Rama app on your iPhone, iPad, or Android. Also, check us out on ROKU. Get details online at rhema.org. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching, Healing, How to Receive It and How to Keep It. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.